To start this episode, I want to share something I consider embarrassing. You've probably heard stereotypes like women are women's worst enemies or it's better to have male friends because women come with a lot of drama. Yeah, I'm one of those who held on to those stereotypes. I was really proud of having mostly male friends at the time and I remember constantly announcing that I was a better person because my guy friends were drama free. Ugh, it's one of those things I think about and immediately want to enter the ground. I'm really embarrassed by it because a lot of it stems from societal conditioning. This trope that expressive women are loud and dramatic and hate each other. It's why I put out a call in the podcast newsletter to hear stories of wonderful female friendship. Stories that help to dispel this stereotype that women don't like each other. Yeah, I just want to get your thoughts. So first, one, women are women's worst enemies and two, men make better friends. Go. Lies. Definitely not. <laughs> Today's guests, Joanna and Ibifubara, certainly don't think that women are women's worst enemies. Joanna is a product marketing associate at a tech company here in Nigeria. And Ibifubara, who I'm going to call IB throughout this episode, is a psychologist as well as a UX researcher. The two women are best friends. They absolutely love and adore each other. To start the episode, I asked one person to describe the other person using three keywords. I would say keyword kind, um, second keyword non-judgmental, and third keyword highly, okay, let's remove highly, it's just word, okay, um, intelligent. I want to say highly intelligent, but you said three words. So kind, non-judgmental, intelligent. Yes. That was Joanna. Now, let's hear what three words IB will use to describe her friend. Okay. Um, my three words, I'll use kind. Sorry, Joanna, I have to use it. Um, kind, beautiful. And when I mean beautiful, I mean inside and out um, and smart. So kind, beautiful and smart. It's really cute that they kind of have the same answers about each other. Hi, my name is Aisha Salahuddin, and I like girls. This is a narrative storytelling podcast about African women and the different experiences life throws at us for being women. If you haven't listened to season one of the podcast, as well as any of the episodes from this season, I highly recommend that you do. It's available on whatever streaming platform you're listening on right now. It started with an email. An email from me, actually. A few weeks back, I wrote in the podcast newsletter that I wanted to tell a happy story about female friendships, about love, and women showing up, as well as supporting other women. And I asked our subscribers to share their friendship stories with me. And IB responded. Here's my friend Iwese reading an excerpt from IB's email. Our friendship allows us to breathe. Now, honestly, John and I talk about a lot of things without holding back. When we go out and I'm quiet in the group, I like that she's there to be the life of the party, so I won't be forced to pretend to be that. We lean on each other, and when I'm crying in the middle of the night because I'm hurt, her name pops up because she'll offer me the right amount of kindness, love, grace, wisdom, and support that I need. And best believe, I won't think for a second if she needs me to hide a body. 
I believe Joanna and I did not suddenly fall into a certain level of closeness. Every stage that our friendship has gone through happened because one of us did something to show the other that we were right for each other. And throughout this time, we've stayed friends. It's like a marathon of love. That's not to say there has been no fight. In fact, it was our biggest fight that brought us to this stage of our friendship. Reading that email, how could I not respond? I think what struck me about it was Ibi's honesty. She admitted that despite how much she and Joanna love each other, their relationship has hard moments, but they always find ways around them. And in many ways, I think that's what friendship is about. Compromise, working through the hard moments, that kind of thing. Joanna and Ibi got into Covenant University, Ogun State, Nigeria, in 2014. They both had different experiences. Joanna had a gap year after secondary school, so she stayed at home for 12 months. And it was kind of miserable for her. When it was finally time to get into uni, she was so happy about leaving home that nothing about attending Covenant University was able to break her spirit. Ibi, on the other hand, eh, not so much. Again, when I first got into Covenant University, I thought the school was ridiculous. I didn't really like um, what I was seeing. Yeah, for context, the uni is a private Christian university. So it's pretty much conservative with its rules. And I found the rules ridiculous too. Um, I think the first time I came, the rule that really hit me was the one of piercings. So if I got into Covenant, right, um, I had extra piercings. Um, so they were like, oh, you have to register your piercings or something. I was like, what in God's name is that? <laughs> and I was like, what, what? <laughs> we laughed about it during the interview, but I don't think it was funny at the time it was happening. Yeah, Ibi had to register her piercings so she wouldn't get in trouble in school. But there were other interesting rules like no phones or certain electronic devices allowed, no mingling with members of the opposite sex, and one time, Ibi says she almost got in trouble for laughing in church. So, both women attended Covenant University, yeah, but they hardly knew each other while they were in school. It's a really big school, and there were different departments. Joanna was studying mass communication and Ibi psychology. But Joanna stood out because at a time when almost every girl was into weaves and long hair at Covenant, she had distinctive short hair. It was easy to pick her out in a crowd. I remember Joanna's hair from Hostel especially. Like, nobody was doing the whole Anitabika thing, like the whole, like, oh, shaved sides and, like, the top being hair, hair, right, and curly and all those things. Nobody was really doing that. A lot of people had weaves on and very few people even had braids. And then Covenant was not a braid school. It was such a weave school. But everybody had weaves, wigs, all of that. But she had short hair and she was rocking it very well and she was so pretty. And it was like, ah, who is this baby? Why is she? Like, do you understand? Like, she just looks very nice with the hair and everybody knew mm -hmm. her as that. I didn't necessarily know her behavior firsthand. I knew it from other people. Yeah, Joanna had the famous Anita Baker haircut that a lot of black women know and love. It's this short hair where the sides of the hair are shaved or cut lower than the rest. It wasn't just about the hair though. Joanna was more than that. So people talked about her being smart in class. I, I remember that very well. I just being one of the people that, you know, they were doing well in class. Um, and I feel like boisterous. I think that was the way to describe her, like, 
from what people said. What's interesting is that Joanna heard similar stories about IB from mutual friends. But um, I think my earlier memories of IB was not really about beauty. I think it was about... um, I had heard, just like she said about me, I had heard people say, oh, Ivy is like one of the smart people. I think they had mentioned her, mentioned, I think, Debbie and um, some other people in her course. And they were like, ah, no, those ones, they must talk in class and, you know, all of these things. And I was like, really? She looks so quiet. I can't even just imagine it. But yeah, that was that's my first memory. I think this, maybe the time that I started to know Ivy, because actually Ivy was one of like the, she may say no, but she was like one of the kids that used to hang out with the cool kids. So let me say the, she was one of the cool kids in Covenant. Joanna and Ivy maintained a cordial relationship in school. They would randomly run into each other in the hallway and say hi. Or doing a hangout with mutual friends, they would wave at each other. It was mutual respect, but like from afar. Their love story started three years later at a wedding after Covenant University. I'll tell you more about it after this break. I'm a fashion designer. I love to design clothing that makes women feel beautiful and comfortable. After a year of procrastination and self-doubt, I finally decided to start my fashion business. At the beginning, I was worried that I would struggle with how to display my unique styles online. But then, I discovered another designer's gorgeous Paystack storefront and it was the solution to my worries. With Storefront, I get a free online store where I can display my designs and add in details. I can choose background colors and upload pictures and videos of my girlfriends modeling my outfits. I love that I can display my designs the way I intended for them to be seen. And of course, very importantly, my customers can pay quickly. They just select their dress size, add to cart, choose a payment method and pay. It's been a fantastic experience so far. With Storefront, you too can build a beautiful online store with a delightful shopping experience for your customers. Open a free Paystack account at paystack.com forward slash I like girls. Welcome back. To understand how IB and Joanna became friends, best friends, we have to talk about someone that isn't really part of this story, Ore. Ore used to be Joanna's best friend before they both went off to uni. Remember Joanna took a gap year before Covenant University? Yeah, that kind of put a strain on her relationship with Ore because they weren't in as much contact as they used to be. Coincidentally, in 2017, when Abby was in her third year, she became really good friends with Ore. Now that that has been established, let's fast forward to 2019. A little over a year after their graduation, Ore is getting married. I got the invite for the wedding. I was in Ibadan um, during my service year. Um, and it was pretty last minute, that, if I recall properly. Um, so I didn't, I wasn't really sure that I would be able to go. Um, but then I thought about it. I was like, this person was your best friend for a really long time. Like, the least you can do is make some types of sacrifices, move some things around, and just go and show up. So yeah, Joanna made plans to be at Ore's wedding. After all, they had been friends best friends before uni. Um, and when I got to the wedding, um, um, Ibi Fubara was one of um, Ore's bridesmaids, actually. So I saw her, she was wearing <laughs> the green lace. She looked really nice, she was wearing a mule, and she just looked so happy, so excited about being, um, you could just know that um, Ibi Fubara was very happy that 
for Oris. Like she was excited about Oris Joy um, for that day. And so we said hi, we took a couple pictures. I actually have those pictures. <laughs> took a couple pictures. It was the first time IB and Joanna were meeting since their random high and buys in school. They had a nice time at the wedding with lots of wine, dancing, and food. Um, I even had like a bottle of wine under her armpit <laughs> and someone had come to ask her for like, I don't know, he wanted to pour some into his glass. I was like, no, I saved this one for myself, leave my wine. <laughs> and I remember like, she just looked like she was having a really good time. When it was time to head home, you know, after all the excitement of Aura's wedding, the girls decided to share a cab back home since they were heading in the same direction. So everybody was basically trying to carpool, who's going where and whatnot. And then um, Ivipurara had mentioned that she was going to Aja. And that's also where I was going to. So I was like, oh, okay, so we'll go together. And that was it. Ivy was drunk. <laughs> she had a little too much fun at the wedding. So she doesn't remember much from the ride back home to Aja. Well, except for Joanna's kindness. She remembers that very well. I know Joanna was in front and it just, I couldn't breathe, to be honest. It was actually like, I couldn't. I needed water and she got me water and because she saw that, that it was a lot. Even the Uber guy was so kind. I think it was an Uber guy. It was, the person was just so kind and even tried to give me water. That The person, she wasn't condescending about the whole thing because there are some people that you'll be drunk around and they'll just be acting like a burden, right? But she didn't, she didn't, she didn't act like that. How she just acted like, okay, this person, she acted like a friend would do to a friend, right? Like, we're not friends. Like, Abby says she felt so moved by Joanna's kindness that random day in 2019 that she had the feeling they would become good friends. And, like, after that, I was like, yeah, this person is decent. And, yeah, I'd like to be a friend. Kind of just give me a breakdown of how the relationship evolved after that ride. Right. So, Ivy started to steal me. <laughs> Um, so basically, um, I just could see that there was a degree of regard in terms of how Ivy was relating to me. Um, we followed each other on Twitter. I think we had been following each other on Twitter before that. But then there was just like, you know, you know how like you have some ghost followers, like people that don't really engage or ghost mutuals basically. But then there was just this, like if I would share good news, she would be excited. If I would say sometimes I'm not feeling too well or something, she would, you know, maybe put a hug emoji or something like that. Yeah, both women began to relate better on social media after Ores wedding. Kind of like an upgrade from the high and by moments they had in university. But that didn't still mean that we had now all of a sudden become like best buddies and whatnot. Like, I, I just knew that we were now friends, but like there was more to come. There was more to come. That more to come happened in March 2020 on International Women's Day, which, by the way, I think is really fitting. There was an International Women's Day um, event that someone who is now our friend, actually, but was not our friend at the time, was doing. Um, it was just like supposed to be a hangout where women would come, hang out, eat, and just connect, right? Have fun. Um, she invited Ivy to the event, and once again, they got an Uber to drive them to the location. Joanna says the ride to the International Women's Day event was one of the best she's had with her friend. That was it. I passed through VI, picked her up, and then that was where we now had like maybe one of 
I would say one of the most meaningful conversations because now that our relationship is so much stronger, there have been many more meaningful conversations. But at that stage in our relationship, it was maybe one of the strongest conversations where we were really um, honest and open about each other um, to the other. Somehow, during that ride, the two women found themselves talking about identity and their hatred of ethnic erasure, which is still very present in a multi-ethnic country like Nigeria. So we had that conversation and both of us were having that, you know, the aha moment of, yes, I hate it too. I don't, I don't mm-hmm. like it too, rather. I like, I, I get it, I understand. So, and I, I'm, I'm, I'm... Basically, that conversation made IB and Joanna realize that in many ways, they share similar ideologies. Someone could see something like how I was seeing it. Like someone can see through your eyes. You understand? I mean, it's, it was vice versa. Mm-hmm. But this person understood why I wanted this this person understood why I wanted this thing and I understood why this person wanted this thing and it was just like a match made in heaven, to be honest. Their conversation in that cab ride changed everything. They became closer, hung out more and got to know each other better. Like Ivy said, it was almost like a match made in heaven. I asked Joanna to tell me what drew her to Ivy. Why did they click the way they did? She said Ivy was present, always there, constant. Second thing is, maybe because she's a feminist or maybe because she's just very educated and, you know, exposed or whatever. But Ivy really does not judge, like, or maybe it's also because she's a psychologist and um, part of your training is to kind of remove yourself and your values from the conversation and deal with people as people. Because people, we're always people, you know? Um, And so Ivy really does not judge maybe surprised maybe you know like ah are you really like this or stuff like that yeah yeah but human behavior does not surprise ivy and she's very sister oriented i was like i always wanted a sister just for context as well i always wanted a sister so i was like yes and then it felt like she picked me i i don't know it just that, that's why i say yeah. ivy toasted me <laughs> it really felt like she picked me and i needed that okay so um ivy tell me like what do you like? What are the things that you like about Joanna? I don't think there's anything I can carry to her that she won't be able to not only decipher but like break down in the way and like um, one separate yourself from the situation and like give you sound advice. Not just advice because sometimes you don't always need advice, right? But like she'll be able to. There's a way she breaks down things that i can't explain i'm sorry but like it's just something i really love about joanna she will break it down and make you see where um see your blind spots you know like for me she makes me see my blind spots um and i'm very very happy because yeah everybody has blind spots there are things that i can't see just on my own right but she's able to do i think she does it for a lot of people but she doesn't know maybe she knows i don't know but um there's no there's there's nothing that you can take to Joanna that um, I don't think she had, like that she won't be able to break down in a very very concise manner. I love that about Joanna. Um, what well, I love that Joanna um, gives herself to the people that she she loves. When I mean gives herself, like she's open to trying to um, make things work. So it's not easy to. It's not easy to 
be a certain way and adjust because of the people that you care about right um i like that she makes the effort when she when she's in your space when she decides to do something like she does it with her whole like she makes efforts to give herself to give um whatever resources she can give um fully so she commits fully to things right um and i really really like it Over the past few years, their friendship has evolved. They're always there for each other. They show up, love, and support. In fact, both women live five minutes apart, so they can pop in and out of each other's space, you know, to check in. Ibi says she feels like she can talk to Joanna about anything. Joanna says Ibi is like the sister she's always wanted. But even the best of friendships have conflict. After the break, I'll tell you about one of their rocky moments. I'm a product designer and developer based in Abuja, and I build websites, mobile apps, you name it. For all my clients, I recommend using Paystack to collect payments, and let me share why. First, integration is completely free. Paystack only charges a small fee per successful payment, so they only make money if you make money. Number two, the actual technical integration is super easy. I'm able to add live payments to a website in minutes. Another reason I recommend Paystack is the high success rates. This reduces the number of frustrated customers reaching out to you. Yet another benefit is that Paystack has a lot of payment options. Customers are able to pay you with bank transfer, Apple Pay, their debit card, and so much more. And for many of my clients, their absolute favorite perk is a free Paystack mobile app that allows them to see payments as they're coming in, in real time. I recommend Paystack to all my clients because it makes receiving payments one less thing to worry about. And if you'd like to see for yourself, start by creating a free account at paystack.com forward slash I like girls. Like I said before the break, friends disagree and sometimes they fight. Personally, I give room for conflicts in my friendships. I don't actively seek it. But when it comes, I embrace it and then optimize for solving it and for forgiveness. And in a way, that's what happened with Joanna and IB. I'll let them tell the story of what happened on this random day in 2021. So I needed something from Joanna and I really needed it. So um, I kept on I kept on texting Joanna about this thing and texting and texting. And kept on texting, kept on texting and no answer. Do you understand? I called Joanna because like I'm a caller, right? So I called and called and called. No answer still. And... She was tweeting, not even tweeting, like, sparingly, I don't understand, like, tweeting conveniently, like, somebody that has no missed calls. So, and in my head, I'm like, wow, what is happening here? But yeah, at the time, what happened was, I was feeling very overwhelmed, and yes, um, I used Twitter to cope. And it was feeling very heavy around that time. But also, I think, I was just struggling, generally. Um, at home. I don't remember exactly what it was, but I know I wasn't feeling my best self. So I replied one of her tweets because I DM'd her too. I DM'd her first before I replied that tweet. So like to see now, maybe she's just present on Twitter. She's not present any other place. She sent her DM and, but she still did not reply me. And I really just like messaged her on on the TL because well you seem to be on the TL because some people actually don't open their DMs. I'm like, oh, 
Joanna, God forgive you that I just said God forgive you, like I'm waiting for you and you're here and all of that. And I picked up my phone and went back to the TL and started tweeting and whatnot. And then I saw on that one of my tweets, may God forgive you. Ah. <laughs> what did I do to warrant forgiveness? Did I sin against God and man? You know? It was like it felt so huge to me. So I looked at it, I closed my phone, I opened it back, I was like, ah, it can't be me. <laughs> it's not possible. And then and I said, okay, process your feelings and then tell her later. So I I, I remember debating whether to text her to call and I was like, I think I, I do a better uh job of of calling, like of speaking my feelings than writing it down in in, in, um, in conflicts. So I called. And when I called, I explained explain myself to her. In case it's not clear yet, Joanna had been overwhelmed and stressed at work and at home. She needed an outlet to decompress and she chose Twitter. It's why she didn't appreciate being called out on her Twitter timeline by IB. She particularly didn't like the make God forgive you phrase that IB used. Abby, on the other hand, didn't understand what was going on. She kept wondering, why is Jonah ignoring my calls and messages while tweeting conveniently? So for me, let me just explain why I, I said that and from where, where I was coming from. So I did not mean that thing in a bad way at all. Um, again, I'm from Fortacot. And a lot of times, when people are saying things... I, I'm not using the tone of ah, Joanna, God forgive you. You do not No, I'm using like ah Joanna, God forgive you. I've been waiting for you since I know Sammy. Do you understand? Like I, I I just meant it's like a passing like comment. It wasn't anything. I do not mean it in a bad way at all. But I but she, you know, um got another meaning out of it and understandable. When I was listening to her, I could tell that she was she really needed to even if it was even if she didn't need anything. How can a friend be reaching out to you and seeing you engaging everywhere else but with their, you know, with their requests? It, it just, it feels weird. I would feel weird about it. I would feel hurt about it. So I could really hear, I mean, I was expressing my hurts, but she would, she was explaining herself and I was like, you know what, you're right. But then why would you go and comment that? And then she was explaining that, you know, she, she really cried and then that made me sad. Um, and then she was explaining that. Um, I didn't mean it like that. Um, it's just that I was really hurt and I felt very neglected and stuff. And so it was a thing where we ended up both apologizing to each other. Um, I was like, okay, you're right. I shouldn't have done that. Um, I would do that again. Instead, maybe I'll respond to you with the text and say, I'm not at capacity. Like, I don't feel my best right now. Can we talk about that? Like, that would have been better than nothing. Ibi and Joanna talked things out. And as you heard, they settled everything and apologized to each other. What I really like about this is that both of them admitted wrongdoing and made active efforts to fix it up. And again, that's what friendship is about. Joanna, for example, says she could have dropped a quick text letting Ivy know that she wasn't in the right headspace to speak or help. And Ivy should have kept it off the timeline, as well as giving her friend the benefit of the doubt. It was a learning moment that allowed both of them to understand each other better. So we we had to resolve the um, we had to resolve the issue, and so we had that conversation of okay, what can I do? Like, what do you think I would need to do next time if I'm in this situation where, when I say it, you just understand that okay, I'm not able to be this person at this time, but I will co- I will definitely show up when I'm able to collect myself. So I had that conversation. We apologized very profusely. Uh, 
<laughs> to lighten the mood a bit, I decided to throw in a quick game to get some laughs as well as get IB and Joanna to answer questions about each other. Oh, okay. So, IB, do you think Joanna has ever lied to get out of a date? I think. <laughs> Joanna, have you ever lied to get out of a date? It's so funny because I said always once I get that question. <laughs> Wait, you do it all the I time? <laughs> I mean, not for someone I like, but if I'm not feeling you. You actually told me a story about it before. That's why I'm looking like, oh, I know this answer. Always. <laughs> okay. So, Joanna, do you think IB has ever cheated on a test? I would say yes. I mean, she's smart <laughs> But she gives me, I think, corporate vibes sometimes. <laughs> yes, now. See, okay. Yes, I beg. I don't even have to, time to explain this answer. <laughs> <laughs> The game lasted three minutes, and we had a lot of laughter there. I also discovered other interesting things about them. Like, Joanna has never been drunk. Yeah. And IB has gone skinny dipping in the past. Well, after the break, I'll tell you what they're worried about the most in their relationship. Hi, my name is Aisha Salahuddin. You already know me, host and producer of I Like Girls. I'm interrupting this episode to tell you about the podcast newsletter. I'd like you to join the I Like Girls community by subscribing to our newsletter. Every Tuesday at 12pm, through the newsletter, we'll send out behind-the-scenes information on topics, guests, and recordings of all our episodes. That means as a subscriber, you have first-hand information about our episodes that others don't have access to. And that's not all. You'll be among the first to know when a new episode drops. You will also be notified early about any of our activities, like the availability of merch, secret podcast events, and bonus episodes. So, subscribe to our newsletter by clicking the link in the episode notes as you listen. It takes less than 30 seconds to subscribe, and I promise we won't spam you. Okay, let's get back to the show. Welcome back. We've learned about the university that tied Joanna and IB together. We know the conversation that pushed them to become close, and how their relationship evolved. We even know about one of their most defining conflicts. But we don't know what scares them about their friendship, what they're worried about the most. And I figured that that's a good way to wrap up this episode. I think I worry about distance. Um, Nigeria is threatening to tear a lot of social circles and social relationships apart by putting um, too much distance between people. And I worry about that. Thank God for technology. We can always still stay in touch and whatnot. But like, what I really want is a friendship where we see each other <laughs> every day. Mm-hmm. I mean, not every day, but like as much as possible. And we get to do as many things as possible. And no matter how old and gray we are, we just like, we just have each other like that. I think I worry about that. How am I working towards fixing that? <laughs> I don't want to call money a guarantee. You know, um, because life is funny, but it is the closest thing to a guarantee for mobility to have that type of life, regardless of whether life puts that distance or not. I feel, Joanna, right now, a lot of Nigerians are leaving the country for better opportunities abroad, leaving their families, friends, and work. It makes sense that Joanna is scared that the proximity she currently has to IB might be affected. And um, what about you, IB? Like, 
what are you worried about the most and i guess how do you hack it i think it's ending up with a partner that does not understand the dynamics of joanna and i's relationship the relationship is not like my romantic relationship like it is very different like i feel i feel it very like i feel like it is a romantic like it is how deep a, a, people's typical romantic relationships are are you saying okay. that you and her are extremely close emotionally whatever such that you feel like it might affect the dynamic of your relationship with your partner maybe there's some form of for lack of a better word competition where the person doesn't get why you guys are the way you are because you're that close is that what it is yes I be saying that her relationship with Joanna is as intense as a lot of romantic relationships out there. It's in the way they love each other, the way they care, the way they relate and are always there for each other. It's very easy for a romantic partner who doesn't understand this dynamic to see their friendship as a threat or just fail to comprehend it. Abby says her current partner gets it, but she's still worried about a near future where other people misconstrue it. Despite their fears, both women continue to show up for each other. They are present and they are happy. The goal, they say, is to stay friends for as long as possible. And I totally dig that. Thank you for listening to this episode of I Like Girls. I Like Girls is produced by 27 Productions. If you want to learn more, visit 27productions.co forward slash I Like Girls. Follow the podcast on Twitter and Instagram at ILikeGirlsPod. Also, please rate and review us on whatever streaming platform you're listening on right now. Rating us helps other people to discover the podcast. This episode was written and produced by me, Aisha Salahuddin. Audio engineering is by Moisu. And our theme music is by Bang with a double G. The rest of the music in this episode is by Blue Dot Session. Special thanks to Paystack for sponsoring this episode. I'll catch you on the next one.